Welcome back. It's time to let you finish. Courtney and Amy starting to show out this week with the madness, the conclusion of 20 plus years. Of- well, the conclusion, <laughs> the, the, this one more step has to happen. One more, one more step has to happen. One, one more, more but, on. that, but now like we know Mr. Robert Kelly like the fate, the cards have been laid on the table. So the one more step is, you know, the uh, the sentencing, which is May 4th, right? Now he can yeah. get decades. We know he's probably going to get a bunch of years. So now now, now the, the conversation is, is, will he be in jail for the rest of his life? What does he get? What well, do you- is there, I mean, well, first off, we'll just, you know, for those of you who live under rocks or have taken a <laughs> vow of no media, um, he was he was convicted after, you know, there have been there was a trial before in Chicago, which is related but unrelated to this. But anyway, long story short, he was convicted on eight counts, all of the counts. He faces a hundred years Oof. in prison. Uh, the trial was in Brooklyn. It was federal charges. It was sex trafficking. I mean, it was major, major stuff. Yeah. Racketeering. They basically did a RICO case on him, which is kind of yeah, which is kind of <laughs> the way to go. And what was interesting. I mean, I will say, first off, his lawyer was literally out of like you and I are both um, uh, dedicated law and order uh, fans. (laughs) This lawyer was like so bad that somebody on law and order, the judge would have stopped and said, I'm sorry, we need to get you, which is not to say the guy wasn't guilty of sin, but a horrible comparing Kelly to Martin Luther King at one point. I mean, and then the end, he was like, you know, they just showed parts of the evidence. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Are we going to skip the lines of people who yeah. understand talking about yeah. what the fuck was happening with them? Well, it was. Yeah, no. And I think what was really interesting, I mean, first off, a mass first off, good job for the jury for ignoring the noise. Uh, secondly, uh, thank you to the women who stepped forward. This is for all the people who are like, this is and why. Young man, there, there, was, there was a young man who was on the right. stand too, talked about his beard. It was right. both. Yeah. Right. Um, thank you to Jim DeRogatis, who is the reporter who first broke this story 20 odd years ago. Um, and thank you 20, uh, 15 years later for Dream Hampton and her crew who made the documentary. Um, anyway, what was interesting about this, I thought this case was that this was the first time that I can remember that Aaliyah was brought in as one, Aaliyah was brought in as one of the victims, was mentioned as one of the, that's the beginning, the first couple of days. And I think that that really, I think that made a difference in that uh, we are a celebrity driven society, which may be why Kelly got off in the first place. And I think for people to not only see these women in front of them, but to go, wow, Aaliyah. Yeah. OK, that's someone I know. I know who Aaliyah is. I think that I don't know. I think it added an interesting component to it. But I, I, I'm just very I wonder I don't know. Is this like a plea bargain situation? This is not like a you get no, to plea wiggle bargains, out of it. Plea bargains happened before. That would have been like plea guilty. We don't no, have to have but, a trial. There, no, now with sentencing, there's the only thing they can do now is 
wait until May 4th because his, I can't believe the sentencing is so far away. His sentencing is May 4th. He will be in prison, jail. Is he, is he going to be in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? He's going to be. I mean, they probably won't move him because the sentencing will probably be here. Right. So right. it's like now he's there until he finds out where he's going and for how long. And I want to say, is R. Kelly, is he 50 yet? Is he I 50? believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, may, I think he may be even, I think he's definitely 50. Yeah, he's definitely know, 50. Well, it, you know. He'll die in prison. He'll die probably, in prison. He'll probably. die in prison. I don't know what kind of appeals they have. I mean, again, I am not a lawyer, but it doesn't seem like they have much grounds for appeals here. I think that, I think the prosecutors, when you have been waiting 20 years to charge somebody, your ducks are, I mean, your ducks are in line. And from everything I read, the prosecutors did exactly what you're supposed to do, that they present the end. You know, I, look, let's just hope it's a horrible, horrible chapter uh, in, the, you know, it's a horrible chapter. It, it, his, the fact that he was famous doesn't make it's almost more egregious in a way because he used his fame and perverted the people's trust in him. But, you know, um, this is next stop is getting Donald Trump on similar kind of charges because he is also uh, an accused rapist. Um, this case took far too long to come to attention because women are not believed and women of color are not believed. There are women of color. You know what's really sad about women of color not being believed, really? Uh, Especially uh, in this case. Yeah. Because what, what upset me about this case is you've been in the culture for a long time. How long have we been hearing just weird shit around R. Kelly, right? 20 and, years. And it's like 20 like, plus it, years, right? And it's all young black girls. And it's like, no one cared, including a lot of black people. Well, I like his music and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's kind of like, we can't be screaming, protect black women, black women are our queens. But then when it's somebody we like who might have, you know, is accused of something, it's like, well... Well, I think, the t- I, th- I think that, I think that there is, a, yeah, I mean, we've, we've definitely talked about this, but I think mm-hmm. that women are still, look, I, I don't want to go way off on this, but it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a tragedy when anyone is abused. It's a tragedy when anyone is raped, when it happens on a, this was a, this was a business. This was not just one guy, some horny guy. This was a fucking criminal operation. We need to believe women. We need to be as concerned about young black and brown girls disappearing as we are with pretty blonde girls. And that is no disrespect to this young woman that was murdered by her boyfriend. Let's just say it because obviously he did it because we watch Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to we just need, we don't need to protect women or view them as our queens or put them on a festival. Right. We need to believe them. We need and, to. And believe more importantly, them. there are a lot of people around, you know. I look at this case and I think of all the enablers and I, you know, oh, I've yeah. worked with celebrities. I've worked around famous people. It's like, you don't just do shit alone. You have people who protect you in a cocoon. Yeah. And I look at some of these parents and I'm like, you should be on trial too. Like everybody's known about his shit. Like you drop your kid off to some dude. Cause you want to be, you want your kid to be famous. You well, think that's the way. Yeah, this dude, I, especially in Chicago with his reputation, everybody used to talk about, you know, he would sit outside the McDonald's. And, and when I heard all of these people on the stand, you know, this may be uncomfortable. And I saw young women. I'm like, well, none of you did anything because you were like, I work with the stars. Like you stayed around 
I just, you know, listen, wow. I've been around a lot of crazy shit in the music industry, but I've not been around, just sat around and watched a bunch of illegal shit happening. And just thought, you well, haven't? No, wait I've a never- minute. You haven't? No, you've never not, sat not in like, a, not no, like this. I'm not but... talking about like drugs and shit. Drugs is like, and even then, I got to be honest with you. I've seen people smoking a bunch of weed. I've never seen really cra- shit that would make me be like, I'm leaving this situation. No, I know what you mean. Something I like that. Yeah, I would have left that situation. I know me. I would not sit around. Yeah, and no, I'm not saying you would have. I, I, you know, when I heard some guys being like, yeah, and they'd be like these young girls, and she'd be in this room, and they'd be, or they all these women, but they're not allowed to speak. To me, that would be a little too weird for me to just act like, well, it's normal in all these girls. Well, you know, we, some people don't have a moral compass and some people will do anything for a check and some people are afraid. We don't. Right. I, I don't want to condemn people until I know. But I, I, I think well, no, import- I'm going to condemn people because Wait, people like I, this, he, he doesn't me, operate alone. Right. That's not what I was going to say. No, I don't know. I didn't say what you, I'm just saying what yeah. I'm saying. No, I, I, ag- I, agree I will. That, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will agree that the enablers and the enablers include every writer who wrote about him knowing what he was doing, every magazine that put him on a cover, knowing what he was doing, everybody who worked with him along the way. We were all well, not me, because I never liked his music. So yay for me. I did review the first public announcement record. So I am mm-hmm. guilty of that. Um yeah, I, I what I'm saying is I think that there's a lot of guilty parties in this, but mm. the most important thing is that the guiltiest of parties is likely going to go to jail, and I think that's a good thing. And the well, jury's already in jail, so you mean he's well, staying in jail? Prison. Yeah, the jury, <laughs> you know? the jury came back in 48, 48 hours, right? Forty eight yep. hours. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So good riddance to R. Kelly. Um, I believe he can die, as far as I'm concerned. So you know. Definitely, uh, it's really a tragic story because, you know, this is a man who is immensely talented. And, you know, he was abused sexually as a kid, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I didn't say anything. No, no, no. But the look on your face said everything. You didn't have to. Your whole face twisted up like you just went into, like you had a stroke. (laughs) What I'm just saying is, this just showed you how hurt people hurt people. That's I used to hear that expression and be like, ah, that's bullshit. But hurt people hurt people. I have no sympathy for him. But it's like, damn. Such a talented cat, right? Like he wasn't. He wasn't that oh, talented. Yes, he was. No, no, no. He no. Wasn't. I'm not gonna take that. He, no, he was soul. not. Oh, no, 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 he was not. No, 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 no. We can't shit on that. The one thing I will say is that man is a great songwriter and he can sing his ass off. That he, that something he is, but unfortunately, it's wrapped in the basket of a person who is, you know, just taking advantage of people who are desperate for something or really want to show their talent and think, wow, this is an opportunity. Or even someone who's like, you know what? This guy is my boyfriend. And then next thing you know, you're in some weird master slave obedient shit. And you don't even know how you found yourself in there. It's like, I I don't know. It's just, I hate this whole story. I'm glad it's coming to a conclusion. It really fucking sucks. I hope all of those women and the young men find some solstice in the fact that solace, I say every word wrong. You know what I mean? In in that knowing that, uh, you know, they were heard this time. Finally, someone heard them and said, I believe you. Because I think anybody who's been 
a victim of anything, you want to be believed. And I think they 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 finally have been believed. All right. Done with him. Yeah. Welcome. All right. Let's move on to two things that nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> Global citizen, which I did see part of. I can't All right. I saw part. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. That was this weekend, right? Last yeah, Saturday. You know, I did, you know. The thing is, I've gone to a couple of the global citizens. They put on a hell of a party. They serve. There's lots of great food and drinks. I'm never quite sure where the money comes from. What, what is it? Okay, thank you. Is. All right, thank you. And I'm not okay. I want to. I want to. Okay, I want to pre. I want to pre. Uh, state that I am not accusing. We are not accusing no. anyone of a flim flam. No. This is this is not a Wyclef charity. We're not <laughs> accusing anybody of any allegedly. Right. Um, but what is it? Do they, is it, it seems like to me that it's more like a, an awareness raising thing and a consciousness raising thing, usually spearheaded towards environmental and issues of poverty and education. Right. And so what it is, is, you know, they get, uh, people to volunteer, usually follow the shows. It's you do some volunteer work, certain amount of hours, you get tickets to the show. But I mean, they just, they raise a lot of money. They have so much money. They, Every big artist, people, you see dignitaries, people come and they do, they will show up for Global Citizen. I have, I've worked one because I've had artists who have performed. I still can't actually tell you. Well, it's always tied in. It's always the week the UN General Assembly is in yes. town too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is, there is, yeah, we are not in well, any way is, accusing. Yeah. We are not, I'm just saying, and I'm, listen, any opportunity for people to develop some sort of social consciousness and awareness i applaud especially right. when you're gearing towards it yeah i too have just never been aware of like it, are you trying to raise money are you trying to raise awareness we're, like we're who's idea both, right yeah they, yeah they, they, I they, just, announced, they announced from the stage you know at one point early on they'd raised 28 million dollars for one specific fund that i believe was like a hunger fund so they have right. all of these different funds right that i guess go out around the world so you know it's good work but the interesting thing is i've asked even a friend of mine who's had his artists on there i'm like and done a lot of work for global city i'm like you know i've done all of this stuff what exactly is it and, and where he, did it where did it come and, it's like and, about 10 is it about 10 years old about 10 years Right. Yeah. And he said the same thing to me. He said, Courtney, as many times as I've done global citizenship, I don't know the answer to it either. Right. I'm like, okay. But it's not a bad thing. No, the important thing, thing is not a bad thing. Right. And and it is free. So there were a lot of performers. This time they sort of did it like a live aid thing where they were in different cities, different right? Cities. Probably because of COVID, probably because you can't bring and people they, And over. they usually do do it in different cities. It's always that there's a live citizen. You know, remember when J&B did South Africa? They did... J and B. Listen <laughs> to him. J and B. Okay. Okay. <laughs> C. We're not going to be C and A now. Very okay. that. <laughs> very, 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 very that. But you know, it's just one of those things. It was, you know, listen, they had a lot of great performers. Of course, Jennifer Lopez, because, you know. Why you hate her so? I'm going to serious. Why do you? She's, listen, bless her heart. Bless her heart. She looks great. She looks phenomenal. I love. I that that is everybody's thing. But what's the first thing they say? She can really say, no, it's always, she looks great. And that's what, her whole thing is based on that. So what? That's why, I, because it's like, it's like, it's just. She's, she's not, listen, she's as good a singer as Madonna is. Okay, this is where you're going to stop right there. She's, 
But I have no problem with, listen, I have no problem with Jennifer Lopez. I, I, I respect the fact that she has maintained her career. I don't listen to her music, but I respect the fact that she has maintained a career. And you know what? You know, she has maintained a, a career because she will just have a relationship with anything. And then, and that becomes sections that we have to deal with. Look, they're kissing. Look, they're over here. That She's maintained her career by making movies for the last couple of years that nobody goes to see. Songs that she just relentlessly stops releasing that no one cares about. And then what people care about is the fact that she looks hot and who's her latest man. To me, it's bullshit. I, listen, I'm happy for anybody who can maintain a career and keep it going. I'm not going to act like I don't like waiting for tonight. Sure, who doesn't like waiting for tonight? But waiting for tonight was also 20-something years ago. So I don't need any more Jennifer Lopez. All right. And you know what? No. Yes, she and Madonna might be vocally on par with the vocals. But the thing is, it's like, you're not Madonna. You're, yeah, and thank good. And thank you're, goodness. You're, she's relentless at being in our face. And then when you peel back the layer, it's like, besides her looking good, you don't care about anything else. about. Well, you know what? You don't, she doesn't have to be in your face because you don't have to pay attention to her. It's hard not to. Every it's very time I, easy. You, I no, have no, I don't care. Any mind. I'll click on my computer. She's like, I have a new book. I have a movie. I have a beauty brand. I, I sing. I, I dance. Don't, I, I, she doesn't bother me. I mean, she really, all joking aside, I'm not a huge, Ugh. I mean, she doesn't bother me. I don't, but who else played before Jennifer Lopez? So it was Billie Eilish who played Billie as Eilish, well. Well, Billie Eilish, the Fugees, Kylie Minogue, Coldplay. Coldplay. Now there's somebody artist, I don't care about. Artists from all over the world. All over the place. All Burner, over the Burner, Burner Boy. Burner Boy. Yeah, he was in New York. So listen. They raise awareness. They get get great artists. That happened. The Tonys happened this week. Another thing that I, there was nineteen hours that you didn't care about. Well, you know why? You know, honestly, the Tony. Okay, first off, I do watch the Tonys because I I enjoy shows. The right. Tonys are usually in June, so that was right. one reason. Where it was like, what is it doing now? And it was celebrating something that happened over a year ago because it's of COVID brought it was shut yeah. down. So yeah. it's sort of like, even if you, I mean, I hadn't been to any of these plays because who can afford to go, but even if you were vaguely tapped into theater, you really had to rev up the Wayback machine to remember what these plays were. And it wasn't broadcast like it normally is on regular TV. It was, the a, they just knew that, listen, the they know that. Like, yeah. First of all, you already know, CBS that the Tonys already the ratings can be wonky. So your your great plan was we'll put the first half on Paramount Plus. Like who's 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 going there? Like who has I know point one person that has Paramount Plus because by the time that came along, everybody had 15 different streaming services. And then the Welcome Back Broadway from nine to 11 on channel two, where they gave out the rest of the award. It was just weird. The whole well, thing you know, weird. I think, I think when we've discussed this, uh, the days of judging ratings are done because nobody watches anything in in real time. Everybody watches the, the clips and the blurb. So, but where the important thing is that culturally in New York city is eking its way back. Broadway, we joke around about not being able to afford, but Broadway is a major, major uh, comp creative and cultural. Absolutely. Um, and, and commercial force in this city. So that is a good thing. Um, that's a good thing. All right. Speaking of commercial. Well, and Moulin oh, Rouge sorry. racked up. So, yeah. And I've heard it's great. I, I, was, I was actually invited to the show. I need to, I need to 
taped up on that and go. Is see it still? Them. Are they yeah, reopening? They, they just it? they just reopened. They reopened last Friday. Okay. You know, all the shows are reopening. So come to New York, support Broadway. We're opening back up. Those artists were not working for almost two years, so it's really happy to see theater return. With New York. Yeah, it is. And it go is. support your local regional theaters too. Those small theaters and the regional theaters that that's really important because a lot of them in the off Broadway theaters they haven't gotten the okay to open back up yet because you know the bigger houses can do social distancing and all these different rules and the smaller houses some of them are still waiting for the okay to open no that, that, no 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 because bam is open and they're smaller okay, but houses that's open. just bam i'm telling you i just watched okay, okay. smaller because you were like okay. no 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 no, like, no i just want to add those. okay okay bam sorry is bam is bam bam is a different thing but i'm talking about the smaller regional theaters you know what i mean some of them have not been able to open back up well, because don't go to re- don't go to a regional theater in a red state, though. That would be a bad no, idea. Support all your rich. <laughs> no, all your regional theaters. No, because they're not COVID vaccinated. Well, you know what, and they're not going to be. But so those people still need to get back to work. You know what I mean? All they right. have to go. I'm I'm for everybody getting back to work and being able to earn a living. <laughs> all right. See us, you see us? We're grouchy today. It's like you can tell. I'm not stomach, grouchy. But I am. My stomach hurts, and I'm feeling like a really? cow. Are you? Yeah, it's fine. Just a moo cow? A moo cow? A moo. Did I ever tell you about the time I called no. my mother a cow and she got mad at me? I okay, don't. Wait, I mo- wait, wait, okay. Here's the thing. I didn't realize it was so insulting. And she was being like, blah, 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 blah. And she kept going. I was like, you are being a cow. Stop. I wish. Okay. Let me just tell you. We let me, need, Everybody, okay. just Amy's a lesson. Yeah, Never Amy's call jumping. an older black woman a cow. Oh, I, I can tell. It did not go over well. How's this? Never call. <laughs> I, got, I can. Let's make it. Let's make it. Uh, she didn't non- talk to me for a week. Don't call a woman a cow. How's that? <laughs> don't call us cows. Fair. Oh, she did not appreciate it, Amy. First of all, I was like, did she hang up? And I tried to call back Good. and she wouldn't pick up. I'm on she team. Did not to for I'm a on week. team Courtney's mom. <laughs> but all she, right. was, she was. I'm on team family. Courtney's mom. Tell me, give me her address and let me know when her birthday is. I'm sending her, I'm sending her a fruit basket. All right. This is the segue of all sides. Speaking of getting back to work, the Rolling Stones are back on tour. Yes, they are. And, right. you know, they opened up in St. Louis with a very emotional tribute to Charlie Watts, which evidently had everybody, including the band, in tears. And now they're blazing across America for the next two months. And I have to tell you, I feel like I want to go see this tour. Why not? I also, but yeah. I also know I've seen the Rolling Stones and their tickets are the price of a mortgage. And I know that now that it's sold out, everything will really have to come from those secondary markets. And it's like, it'll probably be the price of two more mortgages, but I would really love to see them when they come here to MetLife Stadium. I think the interesting thing about, so Charlie Watts passed about, about a month ago, right? Three weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah, and right, he yeah. had, he had already said he was not going to tour. So it's yeah. not like his death. So that is why this tour has been able to go because Steve Jordan, um, who has along with being on the Letterman band and a session drummer has worked with Keith Richards for years. So he was already a go and there was already like, yeah, 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 right. And what's interesting, this, you know, the only two original members of the Rolling Stones are Jagger, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Charlie Watts. Bill Wyman left the band. Daryl Jones has been in the band longer than Bill Wyman was. Um, And, and uh, Ronnie Wood is not an original member of the Stones, so you would think because he has nope, no. Their original, I didn't know that. their original guitar player was Brian Jones. Brian Jones that's died. Right, then, that's right. That's and right. then Mick. When Taylor, did Brian Jones die? 
That's a long time ago, 69, right? 69, something right. like And right. then Mick Taylor came in, and then Mick Taylor left, and then Ronnie Wood came in. So Ronnie Wood is very much associated with Stones because, first off, he's got Rolling Stones hair. Right. But Ronnie Wood comes out of Rod Stewart's uh, The Faces. That's where he comes from. But the mm. point being is that there's only really two guys left in the band that are the So if you're an original listener, you're like, oh, but it's not the Stones. Well, it hasn't been the Stones, capital T, capital S, in quite some time. And what I read is that uh, this new rhythm section, it's obviously very different. There will never be another drummer like Charlie Watts. And they said that what's interesting is that there's more of a kind of funk, kind of a groove to their stuff now. So it's going to mm-hmm. be... I think it's, uh, you know, interesting. I think that obviously this has had a huge impact on the band. They will sell out. There will probably be a new record midway through the tour and say what you will. People are like, yeah, the Rolling Stones. You know what? If you had a chance to see the Rolling Stones, any person would take that opportunity. Absolutely. Because as long as you have Mick Jagger with a mic in his hand. And Keith Richards. You know what I'm saying? Being the front man, you know he's going to give it to you. You know Nobody has a catalog it. like that band. Nobody. Nobody, Nobody has a catalog. It is so, that's so true. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously very sad, but I mean, you you know, I think it's I, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's absolutely going to be fine. And the nostalgia of them not, you know, all being sort of together again is they'll work past it. Right. All right. This next topic, I'll let you go because it's like, you know. Let me just tell you something. I'm trying to support the young people because I love the young people. I love the people who are, I believe you should experiment and try everything and be everything. But motherfucking Demetria Lovato (laughs) has been. That's her name, Demetria? Demetria. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It just keeps getting worse. (laughs) Demetria fucking Lovato has been everything. She has checked every box. And now. Oh, right. That's right. She's there. I'm sorry. Now that they. Now that they have checked every box on Earth, they have gone to outer space. <laughs> She's like, I, they, they have like, they've been very, I, just every category of everything on Earth, and now they are communicating with aliens, and space has entered the picture. As people are wont to do. <laughs> but that girl... Has gone through the list of everything. I'm t- she, they, I can't, sorry, I don't mean to get the pronouns wrong. I know, I it's, it's, it's it's difficult. It is, yeah, it's, it's right, not you know, a disrespect. But yeah, it's it really just, is. It's, it's when, really. When three quarters of their career has been a specific pronoun and then you switch, it's like, give me a break. I got to figure this out. And you know? honestly, when I think about Demi, listen, I'm just going to say what I say. I just find her to be a person, her, that, them to be a person Who's full of shit? They're exhausting. <laughs> Can I just like, say they, yeah, they're they exhausting? Yes. They're just exhausting. I mean, they, they look, drive me crazy because uh, it's like, girl, look, Demi, I want you to be happy, be whatever it is you feel you need to be to fulfill yourself. But I'm going to need you to not check every box on every piece of paper. From Earth to space to Mars. I think we should explain that what it is is Demi Lovato has, there's some, look, Demi Lovato at this point, their publicist (laughs) deserves not only to use an expression I hate, all the flowers, but every garden in America. Because their publicist, for somebody who is not currently working a record or, or whatever, manages to get this person's name into, so Demi Lovato 
uh, was in Joshua Tree and talked to aliens. Okay, cool. Whatever. Who cares? I mean, right, that's great. Right, but right, I don't right. know. Demi Lovato's publicist could work. Some, I'm surprised Demi Lovato's name didn't come up during the R. Kelly trial. I they mean, are geniuses. Right. So I mean, including with Demi being like, well, I wrote it in song, so I'm here with I mean, you know, I don't want to... Look, I mean, I think that they are very talented. I think that, yes, they are very kind of all over the place and confused. I have a lot of issues with their idea of what sobriety is. I think it sends a very bad message to say you can be sober but still smoke weed and drink. No, you cannot. (laughs) That's called not being sober. That's called not being sober. (laughs) That's like saying you can be a virgin but give blowjobs. You are not a virgin. But... um, very talented, very all over the place. And just, you know, this is the internet culture really just needs to take a step back and just shut up. Not in a negative way. Just be quiet. We don't need to hear your every thought. How about channel all of that energy into your art? Channel the energy into your art. Well, their record did not sell very well. And you want to know why? And and they're exhausted. People are exhausted. That is the thing. Because this is a person who's who comes from actually having hit records, right? Yeah. And people really sort of being on their on their team and on their side. But when you start giving everybody so much, always, always, and it's always something, then when it, it's like the Lizzo thing, right? Lizzo's record came and we were kind of sick of her. So it's like, here you come, you're trying to launch this new record and no one cares because you've been in our faces about so much shit. Now yeah. it's time for you to come in our face for the thing that you actually do. Everybody's just kind of like, eh. There's something to be said for mystery. Uh, me, Lynn Farmer. Well, it's, she's not mysterious. And yes, she is. That's in what France. If you ask in France, they call her mystery. She has no social media. No, nothing. She yeah. come, Her records, come, she does very little press, even for her records. The record comes. Right comes out no she may do one interview go on tour disappear even yeah. adele i really appreciate the fact that you don't really see that much of her right you see a couple of paparazzi shots she'll post something occasionally but she's another one who's not really in our face like hey yeah. everybody look so when she comes with a record it feels like an event because you haven't really seen her yeah that's you true know? um all right we're gonna well, I think Courtney and I are in agreement that the idea of anniversaries of albums are like who gives a flying fuck in terms of the it's always the anniversary of somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always it's always happy hour somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, there last week uh, we're, we're taping this on the 27th. So on the 24th, there were two records that marked their 30th anniversary. And we were discussing this because we both have the same like. Writing about anniversaries is a lazy editor giving it to a lazy writer. Like make a list, <laughs> make a listicle, make a right. listicle. But these two records really, really, really changed the conversation. And they are Nirvana's Nevermind, um, which was their second album, but their first major labor album, and Tribe Called Quest Low End Theory, which was their second album. And um, they both came out on the same day, which is kind of mind blowing. Right. Um, so I'll let you, um, because both records have conti- consistently show up on top 100 albums of all time. I mean, this is not like just me and Courtney loving two weird records. I mean, um, uh, and Tribe's record, uh, I mean, it comes it not only comes in at top uh, hip hop records of all time, but top album albums of all time. So you want to talk about... we. Uh, you know, what they meant to you, what your thoughts on them or anything like that. 
we both have true confessions to make about these records. So you wanna- yeah, I don't care about either of them. I didn't care about either of them when they came out. I appreciate them for what they both are. I definitely understand people's love and obsession with Tribe. I absolutely understand that. I think that the writing was great. I think, you know, Q-Tip definitely is a star and he was a, you know, and, and Ali, all of it. I thought it was great records, but I just, you know, I was more of a, I've always been more of a, a househead and dance and pop. So I was never really huge, huge, huge into hip hop. Now, I do have the entire Tribe catalog. I have listened to their records, but it doesn't hold that reverence to me. And the same thing with, I'll be honest about Nirvana. It's like, you and I talked about this the other day, why it seemed to make such a big deal is that was a time of Britney, NSYNC, everything was so, so, so pop. So them coming in and ushering in that sort of Seattle sound became such a big deal. And part of me always wonders, is it all held in such reverence because Kurt died so young, like right as they were really going? Would, would people still feel the same if they had made seven records, if they were I still think, around today? I think, okay, so I, I agree with you. I mean, when Nirvana came out, um, I remember the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit and it grabbed me. It yeah. is it is a great song they wrote it is a powerful song it was or most music is a reaction to something punk rock was a reaction to eagles and fleetwood mac and all this bloated rock and roll right very much so 1991 you have a lot of pop you have a lot of soft kind of bullshit rock and roll and these guys come in they don't look like you know they're very uncorporate looking right it's a very it's coming from a part of the country that was not over even though they were not the first band out of the seattle area it's coming from a part of a country. They already had a reputation. They already had a buzz about them when they are on Sub Pop. They already, Bleach had come out. You know, they got signed to a major label because a major label knew that they were something. So this right. wasn't like some fluke. I mean, that it sold to my... I, so I will. I think they would still have the impact because they had the impact when he was still alive. Now, when you die young, you immediately get mythologized. You know, would Amy Winehouse have the same reverence if she had lived? We can say because we don't know how it would have panned out. Mm -hmm. I I will say this about Nirvana, and I do. That record is fantastic. It never mind is a great record. It is very powerful. I never got to see them. But I will say the one thing that has always bothered me about Nirvana is that all of their songs have the same structure. It's all quiet, 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 loud hook, loud chorus, quiet, quiet, quiet. It's the same dynamic on every song. And it's part of what makes them powerful, but it's also like, it's the same dynamic. The replacements had already done that kind of dynamic. And I love the replacements. Uh, The Pixies had done that. And Nirvana will admit that. So I think that they are a fantastic band. I think they're an essential band. It kills me when I see kids wearing Nirvana t-shirts and they have no fucking idea who Nirvana is, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I, I agree with you. I think there a bit of it is the 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 you know live fast die young mythology of a band, but they that is to me an undeniably great record. Is it? Did you like I, the follow up album? Did you like In Utero? I like parts of In Utero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like parts of In Utero. But See, to me, uh, I feel like I like I I do think both records are great. I kind of liked In Utero more than I liked. Never okay, Mind. okay, that's it. Yeah, I mean it's. I, I just think that they were a perfect moment, but I will tell you something, and this is like so crazy. So the day that Kurt Cobain, I, now keeping in mind that I am older 
and obviously was raised up. But the day Kurt Cobain died was the same day that the, the that the then chancellor of the New York City public school system was driven out of town mm-hmm. by Rudy Giuliani. And I was more freaked out about losing the school chancellor. Right. right. <laughs> but I, I do think he was a great artist. And I think um, and I don't listen to the record a lot. I listened to it the other day and I went, holy crap, these are great songs. But there is a sense of the dynamic. I'm sort of like. I wish, but in utero was more, you know, more kind of switched up a bit. So now tribe, I will go to, I will go to the I mat know. with you. You were surprised tribe. when I told you I didn't really care. No. You were well, like, what? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I love tribe. And, and I think that this, this. I like you He's a nice guy. I really, and I really liked his album. Kamali abstract. I love oh, that. That was a album. great, that was a great I album. I love that album. And the Renaissance was a great yeah, album yeah, yeah. too. No, I have a, well, first of, you know, a, an affinity for tribe because I, uh, I've known them i've interviewed them many times uh you know i they're not like my friend friends but they're somebody i have their phone numbers you know they're people mm-hmm. i have hung out with they're very nice guys i think low in theory i mean first off it really along with gangstar ushered in the use of jazz in hip-hop q-tip and ali have always had phenomenal ears i think it establishes uh, the first album, Fife, was not really on the first album. This establishes Fife as probably the greatest second tier. You know, him and Tip were a great team. I can only judge stuff by, does it sound fresh now? Is it dated? Can you see the timestamp on the record? And you cannot with this. No, the I've, Tribe albums, all of their work to me still sounds yeah, good. And, and for good. scenario alone, but I will tell you a funny story. But see, that's musicality, right? When you yeah. have really good music, it becomes... Really good music can be is just to me is timeless, and they you, their music because of the samples and what they ch- those tracks and what they chose to sample, right? And what they're talking time, about, yeah. And also, and also, yeah. It's when you're the difference between making a trend and making an album, and right. they were always. But I will say this: uh, the first time I ever interviewed Tribe, I was so I was going to do a story on them for Details Magazine. That's mm-hmm. a big assignment. I go to the studio; they're recording this album. It's on the recording of this album. I go to the recording studio, mm-hmm. get a babysitter, go to the recording studio, and fucking Tip will not talk to me. I'm talking everybody uh, else there. There's another film crew in there. Someone else is doing an interview of them, and I'm basically doing a story about watching them be interviewed for somebody else, and I'm just sitting there tearing my hair out because I'm like, you know, kind of like he's the lead singer of the group, and I, I'm like, I'm ready to kill him. Cut to like, so the story gets killed. Cut to three years later, I meet him under, or two years later, and I say to him, you know, Tip, we've met before, and he's like, when? I said, yeah, I was supposed to do a story on you for details, but you wouldn't talk to me because, and he goes, I was really high, right? And I went, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I am so sorry. And I go, it's okay. But yeah, you kind of blew, you just lost you blew me. My, you blew my detail story. <laughs> you blew my detail story, but but it was all good after. So they're both albums worth listening to. Um, classic, classic, it's an overused term, but they are really classic records. And they both pretty much sum up a moment in time at the same time while being timeless. And that's the best you can you know, hope for um, in music, right? That you, you speak that you speak to the moment, but then you just don't only speak to that moment. Um, so you wanted to talk about um, some stuff you were listening to right now. You want to talk oh, about these two artists. Oh, my girl, Nao is back. I love Nao. I love her. 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 
And I don't get it. Love I don't get her. It. I She's don't. amazing. You know, her first album was in 2016 called For All We Know. Okay. And then she had uh, Saturn in 2018, which is a great record. And then on last Friday, the 24th of September, she released her latest album and then Life is Beautiful. I love her voice. I love her writing. She's a great writer. And I like that it's a it's a it's a combination because when you hear her music, it's it's kind of electronic music, but it's also soul music and R&B music. And She's her, British, right? Yes. She's a British. And her voice is so unique. And I used to think that she was putting some sort of effect on her voice to sing that way. And then I started watching interviews of her and her speaking voice. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is your natural. That's your, you're not you're not enhancing that vocal. What I like about her is. I think the songs, they just, they give me a nice wave. I like it. I like her lyrics, but I like that she doesn't sound like anybody else. I absolutely, as soon as a note comes out of her mouth, I know it's her. And we've talked about this a, a lot about how a lot of the um, artists of Tank kind of sound alike, right? And it's like they sign a lot of female artists who all kind of do that sort of whispery, whisper saying and I can't tell one from the other but when she opens her mouth I absolutely know it's her and I really appreciate that and the songwriting is good and the music is good and here's why the look on your face I can tell you're going to be like I don't I don't like her voice I I don't like her voice I don't like her voice that's it it's Um, a taste it is a taste. It's, it's a different. It's a she, different kind of she voice. She can it's a sing for taste. sure. Yes. I am not discounting. No, this is but it's a taste. It's, yes, it's there's taste. a there's a kind of tinniness at the top. It's a little mm-hmm. too. Uh, SZA kind of dips into that kind of tinniness too, but uh, SZA pulls it off a little bit more. But I, I just, I, I. Well, SZA's the, voice has more of a bottom. Yeah, this is a little and, too trebly. This a little too heliumy, heliumy. It is. It, it can. Yes, her yeah. voice. Her where where SZA where they're kind of in that lane. SZA's voice is richer. In it the dips bottom, down a little and, bit. Yeah. And yeah. Nail's voice is definitely. Higher, but I love it. I love it. Yeah, it I have to go. I did listen to her and I've heard her before under your recommendation. And I and I do like it's the an sort of vibe in the show. But it's it's one of those things I went, the voice. I don't know if I can, you know, not that it's gonna stop me from listening to it, but it was kind of like a, a little nails on the chalkboard it's for different. me. But she's it's, talented. Yeah. She is she's very you know, talented. And right. you know, it's like listen, like she she's only had one song to really chart in the US. Right. And that was on adult R&B. And that was on the 2018 album, Make It Out Alive, her song with with, with Sir. But she's great. She's she's great. I yeah. love her. I love her it, voice. I love the music. It's different. And, you know, I like different. You know me. I'm the guy. I love Nina Hagen. I like that different. People with different voices, I can, I can totally get into it. But I can see where you would be like, it doesn't suit my ears. Because yeah. not everybody's going to yeah. listen to her and think, Wow, this is great. Not everybody will be able to listen to an album of somebody whose voice is that high. But to me, I love yeah. it. It's great. Okay. And then um, you want to talk about Mickey Guyton. So Mickey Guyton, it's kind of hard to to believe that this is her first album because she's we been have been. Si- and she's been, been signed, signed for to, years. To, to, to Capital Nashville since 2011. Right. But again, when, was she con- signed as a songwriter or as a no, uh, as an artist? Listen, she's been signed there, I believe, as an artist since 2011. Again, what's the thing, right? Putting out songs, country rate. First of all, let's start by the fact that she's a black 
female country artist. She's in her 30s. Country radio is still not supporting her. Right now, there's groundswell and she's getting all of this press. And it's funny, they had her hosting the Country Music Awards where she had a nominee, but country radio does not play her music. They're still not playing her music, right? Right. But she's taking a different pathway like the Casey Musgraves and the other young ladies who are finding it very difficult to get their music played on country radio because country radio is still... Conservative. And well, it's still like well, it's still like a boys' club. It's still oh, all the males. All of the males get all of the heavy airplay, and they occasionally sprinkle some of the women, and they are still fighting to get on these playlists. And now, her as a black artist in country, and she talks about sort of the racism and stuff she feels from like some of the people in the comments that come into her social media. It's like being a woman and a black woman in that format. They're still not giving her love. But she's finding her way because there are all these different pathways, right? Now you can, her music is on Spotify playlists and all of these different things. And her album just came out. And like the Casey's and and these young ladies of of the world, she's realizing there are different pathways to get her music out. And she's not as young as I thought she was. No, 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 no. She's not. Yeah. I thought she was like. 28, 29. Oh, no, she's, no, she's 38. In, yeah, she's yeah, firmly she's in her 30s. She, which... she's, she's an adult and her music is great. I like her voice and you guys should check it out. Her album came out on Friday and it's I, worth giving a listen. I think I admire what she's doing. I like what she stands for. I like that Black people who have always have... Country music and Black people is not some anomaly. Right. I find... Look, I am not a huge fan of contemporary country. I find it over overwrought. I think that she's got a fantastic voice. Right. I think she writes statements. And, and um, I am very happy to see her addressing racism head on. Yep. She, a lot of songs about being black, a lot of songs. But I, I find I it's just the production. I'm not into contemporary uh, you know, it's that sort of like, I want to be kind of a little bit rock and roll, a little bit country, but the voice is great. I think that she is powerful enough, a singer and, and engaging enough a personality and a strong enough songwriter that she can exist in any other genre. I would not be surprised if she does this record and starts veering more in a more, I mean, look, country music is pop music. I shouldn't even say that. Um, but I do think she's great. I think she is. Yes, um, I grew up on country music. Yeah, Another I mean, it's not, the it's, it's country not, of North Carolina. It, it's and not that's that all anomaly. we list growing up. And my mother's car was the country radio station. Right. It's not an anomaly. But yeah. I just I just find some of her stuff to be a little more like statements. But in her defense, she has had to assert herself in a world that is not looking at her with the same eyes. And so she's I, writing her truth and she's telling it, you know, yeah, no, I, but I know? think it's, it's worth, it's worth checking her out and supporting her. Obviously it's worth supporting uh, most artists um, except for Drake. Cause we don't <laughs> care about him. Uh, but no, I think, and I, and I think it's, I'm glad that this is her moment and I'm hoping that it has some sort of impact. And stuff I like would that. love to see when the numbers come this week, that she has an amazing debut on the top 200 and on the, the hot country. Yeah. Chart. yeah. Yeah. You know? All right. So we just want to end things with a little, uh, Courtney, if you want to uh, talk a little bit about the passing of a, um, an undersung uh, 
hero in R&B and pop music and songwriter on, is it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea Martin. Yeah. Well, uh, we just found out she passed away. We don't know how she passed away. She was young, 40. She had cancer. She had oh, cancer. she had cancer. Yeah. 48 years old. It's really sad. Like for, for, you may not know that name. She put out one album, which I'll talk about in a second. That was really amazing, but wasn't a hit. She wrote, Before You Walk Out of My Life for Monica, You're the One by SWV. I Love Me Some Him by Tony Braxton. Don't Let Go by In which, Vogue. Which, for <laughs> my money, is the best En Vogue song. You know what I'm saying? It's the uh, most interesting. I love En Vogue, but to me, her and her writing partner, Ivan Mateus, right? Yeah. Wish I Didn't Miss You by Angie Stone. You know what great, I mean? Just, oh, that's a great song, yeah, too. A great, great song. Melanie Fiona songs. She just was an amazing songwriter in the 90s. We then put out an album in 1998, which I, you guys should look up. It's called The Best of Me. And her... Single from that was her remake of Baby Can I Hold You. It's so good. Just it's a great album, great songwriting. Ivan is on a song with her on the album called Breaking My Heart. She has a song on there featuring Queen Latifah and Organized Noise, Set It Off. How Could You Forget, Dear Lord, The Best of You, Do You Really? I mean, she's just, an, she was an amazing songwriter, an amazing vocalist, and she used to demo a lot of records for a yeah. lot of producers back in the day when she was starting out. And she is the one, while in the studio, demoing a record, came up with the melody for the lyrics and those ad-libs on Show Me Love, which became a huge anthem for Robin S that is still played today. Yeah. You know, So you guys really look her up. Look up her album from, from 98, The Best of Me. You won't be sorry. A solid R&B, great singing, R.I.P. Andrea Martin. You know, it's, it's, it's always sad when you hear of someone going young and such a, such a talented person who shamefully, people in the industry knew who she was. And I wish more of the public actually knew who she was. I think, I mean, in defense, the, because the songwriters are not the people. The, the, well, the I people, just mean I wish our album had been a hit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. I think they would have known and then yeah. she would have made more records and they would have realized this person is it's like Carrie Hilson, right, where she kind of had a hit, but then couldn't really have any more hits. But well, she wrote, I know why. But, I know but, why Carrie Hilson dude, didn't. But she yeah. wrote so much for so many people that were right. hits, you know. Which, Carrie Hilson made the mistake of speaking out against people that you can't. Yeah, Carrie Hilson, bless her heart, made made the mistake of of uttering names in in negative (laughs) ways. And one name in particular. And one name in particular. And boom. And scene. Yeah. Those kids were like, you're done, bitch. You're You're done. done. Yeah. So and they I mean, meant that, and they meant it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Hilson and Neo both made the mistake of saying, <clears throat> and the next thing you know, Carrie Hilson, uh, and I'll be opening up at the Alpine Lodge, you know? <laughs> I will two, say, Car- there's two shows, <laughs> so, two tonight, minimum right. to sit right. at the table. <laughs> I will say this about Carrie Hilson. I, I interviewed her once, and I, like, she was so gorgeous that I felt She's like I need really oh, no, pretty. No, it was like She's scary. Really pretty. pretty. No. And not wearing a lot at nothing. Nope. And like, I was sitting there going, and really I don't think nice. I really, I felt yeah. like I should not be in the same room with you because mm. you're so pretty that it's probably fucking up your prettiness just to be near. No, I love her. I love her. But we won't say anything negative Do about you know other songs. Do you know one of the pretty? 
prettiest people that I've seen, like without a lot of makeup or anything. Christy Turlington. Oh. Christy Turlington is one of those people. If it's she's stunning. It's stunning without a lot of makeup. She's just, and some people are disarmingly good looking. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not always affected by that stuff. But some people I'm like, Ooh, I can't even really look at you. You like, you You're look like I'm, gonna, I, like I'm going to turn to stone. Or something. I know. It's like, it's I can't, like, if, I look at, if I look at you, if I look at you directly, I might, I might be frozen in like, time. I had one artist that I was working with and she had an NFL player boyfriend who came to visit to the show and she didn't tell me he was coming. He walked into that room I mean, he was possibly one of the most beautiful men I'd ever seen. And after he left the room, I had to turn. I was like, bitch, don't you ever do that to me again. I was like, you better warn me if somebody that good looking is coming into the room so I can fix my face Um, and not be trying to look at him like, hi, I'm pregnant. Hey, there's something wrong with being pregnant. (laughs) It is if I'm pregnant by your man. Oh, no. All right. On that note... (laughs) Go pregnancy. Go then pregnancy. That, you, t- you just told me you want to have another baby. No, I don't. <laughs> under any circumstances. That would be absolutely physically impossible and emotionally impossible. I'm very... <laughs> no, no. Um, all right. Next week, speaking of pregnant, our little baby friend, Miles Marshall Lewis, is going to be here. We love Miles. We, I have a long history of Miles. Miles was my buying assistant at Tower Video. And buying assistant is not is not a euphemism way. for anything else. No, I and, was the buyer <laughs> for the store, and he, yeah. was, he was my buyer assistant. And Miles, anyway, Miles is going to be here next week as our guest, and he's going to be talking about his his fantastic new book um, about Kendrick Lamar. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to make fun of Miles, of course, because we're me and you, so we mm. have to. Uh, because we've known him long enough, we can like clown and, you know, on him a little bit. And he's Parisian now, so you know I'm going to get. All oh no, no, yeah, in, I'm going to get okay. all in his ass with his. Well, new he might Parisian. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, 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 he's back. He's back here. He's been back for several years. Yeah, he I know live. that doesn't matter. He, but, no, he, but he's every time I look up, he's there, and he's like, shut the phone, shut the phone. Well, he speaks French. <laughs> he can translate those. Yeah, but I'm like, but that's what I'm going to say. You all of this shit. You got Prince books. You got motherfucking Kendrick Lamar books. Where's your where's your case study on Milan Farmer, Miles? And because he wants to get published. <laughs> the attacks that come at me on this listen, show, people. The Courtney, attacks. Courtney, listen, you and Jesus, the most persecuted men in the world. Who is the only person you know that when you said Milan Farmer didn't go, huh? Me, you, me, you are the me only, only person. person. <laughs> the, everybody was like, who? And I'm like, yeah, what? I know who she is. Yeah. So just remember that. <laughs> On that note, Miles will be here next week. It's going to be amazing. We're going to get into all kinds of good stuff with him. Talk about his book, which is gorgeous. I believe gorgeous. it come, Doesn't it come out? To, I believe it's out today. It is it's out, now. It's out so, as yeah, we yeah. speak. So we're going to get all the way into it. We're going to talk about Prince and a whole bunch of good stuff. And you know the deal. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, right? So hopefully by now, you've kind of checked us out there and checked out all the other great shows there. They have every type of show you could possibly think of. You like whatever type of music you like, there's a show for it. Scripted, unscripted, informative, really, really, really great, great, great stuff. And then you know where to find us because you're listening to us here. So follow us on all of our social media. I would say on our Facebook where we're really active, which is, I'm gonna let you finish all one word. Instagram, I'm gonna let you finish NY. Twitter at Finishima. We chat, 
we jat, we do it all. We talk to aliens with Demi. We do it all. We do it all. <laughs> all right, bye, everybody. Stay safe. All right. Stay safe. Drink lots of water. Remember, COVID is still out there. Wash your hands and only have good sex. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.